0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you've tuned in to America's Home for Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It is good to be here with you today. Email is always todd at toddhuffshow.com. And appreciate, I've heard from several of you <clears throat> over the, um, well, regarding Friday's Program, which was a little bit different, um, but I think candidly, I think it's the most important thing that we as conservatives should be focused on. Which is that is actually the art of persuading people. You hear me talk about that a lot on this program. For those of you who tune in regularly, and of course, why wouldn't you do that? But um, heard from a lot of you, and it's um, I appreciate the the kind words and sentiments. So let's start today. Let's start today. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're getting out of the weekend, which is always a time where there's lots of things vying for our attention. But I want to start with um, these shootings. And I say shootings because there were a couple here over um, the past couple of days. One occurred in Buffalo, New York. Another occurred at... Um, a church in California uh, yesterday, and I, I, I want to just talk about this in general for, for a moment. Um, the shooting in Buffalo, the shooting in Buffalo had thirteen victims as of the last, uh, last news update I had seen. Um, Ten. People were killed by the shooter. Three were wounded. And reports are that 11 of the 13 victims were black. Two of the 13 victims were were white. Um, we're getting some information on the shooter, uh, on, I, sh- I should say, the, the victim. Um, and, of course, there's, uh, well, just a lot that, that goes into this. And just like there is with the, the shooting at, in, uh was it Laguna? Make sure I get this right. Laguna Woods. Laguna Woods, California. Church shooting um, yesterday. Which, again, uh, uh, the reports show that one person was killed. in that, as of last check. Uh, last time I saw the news update. Tragic, right? Tragic, horrible stuff. And just for the record, for the record, because some people need to hear... Uh, conservatives say, th- or anyone, candidly, but in particular, I think conservatives say things um, to even, I don't know, to even consider hearing um, what a conservative perspective is. And so whatever we find out from these things, and I, you know, I don't like to jump into, I, I just, I don't like to speculate. It's, its um, I think, unproductive to do that um, there's sometimes more harm that that is added to a situation by speculation but should these shootings be racially motivated should they be uh, rate uh, faith-based motivated in the, in the church shooting should doesn't it doesn't matter the motivation it's it's an evil act first and foremost and I think we have to come out and, and just Realize that from the get-go. I'm not one of these people, and I there are, boy, there I I guess are are exceptions to the rule. I'm not one that thinks if there's a shooting that someone was mentally ill. My first thought is someone has been uh, deliberately has decided to engage in an evil, wicked, atrocious act. That's my first thought. Now, are there examples of people who have other problems? Yes, absolutely. But I do. I think sometimes, and I don't. I I want to be careful here because that is a, a thing that we have to deal with, uh, and it's it's a real problem, mental health. And I'm not trying to brush it under the rug. Please do not misunderstand me for a moment. But I think, I think it's also true that there is evil. In this world, um, and I think that that is off. I, I sometimes think that that's the last thing in pop culture that gets that gets talked about is the desire of the human heart uh, to engage in in evil. Um, I, and, and there's maybe a lot of reasons for that. I I think one of the reasons is because again people don't want to look at their own. Um, you know the, the, their own condition of the heart. Not that the average American considered doing these atrocious acts, but um, the truth is, the human heart. Um, the Bible says that we're all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. And the truth is, we all have some things in us that we I wish wasn't there, or no, shouldn't be there we wrestle with this condition again i'm not saying to that extreme right i don't don't misunderstand me but i think i think maybe one of the reasons we we look at look at it and immediately try to define it as mental you know some mental health problem is because of these things and the truth is to me the most obvious starting point is just the nature of of the human heart that to me is the starting point and then from there, you—I mean—you go to where the evidence leads you. Period. But you don't go; you don't deny the, that reality. And I think if more people understood that reality—that—that um, that there is evil, truly evil—and and of all times to, to see, to live, and to think—you know—people don't see that. I—I I don't know. It's—it's it's perplexing to me to see why some people don't want to don't want to accept these things. But I think that that's as as obvious as the noonday, the noonday sun. It is there. It is a real problem. It should of course be on the list of things that are looked for here. So where conservatives begin to have problems with these situations is what a lot of people say, how do we stop this? And that's, that's a, a good and a fair question, right how do how do we stop these sorts of things from happening interestingly when I it's not interesting, but um, this shooter in Buffalo was he not I think I read that he was um, he was being investigated or questioned or he had threatened to do some sort of violent act at his school a few years ago. This, this individual was already on the, um, the the radar of law enforcement officials. And he still gets to this point to where this evil, atrocious act is, is carried out. Where liberals and conservatives or lovers of big government and free-thinking people begin to... Bust, you know, butt heads on these issues. Is, what do we do about this? Right? I, I, obviously, no one wanted either of these things to happen. Um, they're both wicked. They're both atrocious. They're both reprehensible. Um, people are are gone. Their families, their loved ones, their friends, their coworkers—they're all now dealing with the tragedy of having lost these individuals. And it doesn't matter the age, life. The value of life, my friends, is the same. The intrinsic value of life is the same, again, I would say from conception until someone draws their last breath. Um, so it's, it's equally sad, equally sad and, and terrible for all these families. Um, of course it, it may, well, I don't want to get into that at the moment, but the point here is that there's a point of, of, of not seeing eye to eye on the solutions. The left thinks the radical left definitely thinks liberals tend to think Democrats often tend to think that if there just was another law, if there just was another, another background check somewhere or another, Um, point at which the government could have caught this individual. Let's let's just be honest for a moment. The government does not have a stellar track record in using the tools they already have at their disposal for stopping these sorts of things. It's countless times, we've seen many examples of laws that have already been on the books. Now, it's not always the case, but certainly there are many examples of laws that are designed to prevent some of these things. Prevent someone who's not lawfully allowed to have a firearm from having one, and often there's many examples of where I mean they don't work. I mean people people are still able to do that, and so then the liberals, especially the radical left liberals, Democrats, always say, "How do we? How do we prevent this?" And a conservative says, "Look, I'm we're." we're <laughs> We're with you in the sense that this stuff should be... should We don't like this. This is wicked. I mean, this is clearly... There, there's, This is an evil, atrocious, wicked thing. But you cannot infringe upon my right to protect myself in your attempt to stop these things from happening, Especially, especially when... I shouldn't say especially when, because if you're infringing upon someone's God-given right, that should be the end of the statement. But it's even crazier if that's possible in a sense it's crazier to think you can't even utilize the laws on the books and i'm not saying i'm just saying that that those apply to this situation yet although i will point you to the fact that this individual was already the one in buffalo was already on the um you know had been looked at by by law enforcement for something similar and so when there's not a proven track record that government is even remotely close to figuring things out even with the tools at their current dis- uh, disposal it makes it makes the case even again i don't want to say harder um to make for those who want to see stricter gun laws it just makes it it makes conservatives say what's why is this one going to work but not the other one and you know, I think something that often gets overlooked. And I folks, I don't have all the answers to these things. I I've I've shared on this program many times. I've shared that this um we do know some we know do know some truth. And the truth that we do know, I proclaim boldly on this program, clearly I think on this program. Um And I think we should stand firmly on that. Not everything is, something is, some things are opinion, certainly, but usually they're, I I would say that they are rooted in following where truth leads us. And we have to sometimes take interpretive, you know, uh, we have to interpret things and apply the facts of the current circumstances and case and all this sort of stuff. And, Move in a direction. Say we think this way is better, and while this program is probably, uh, as Rush used to say, documented to be right ninety nine point four percent of the time, or whatever such thing, there's there's never a hundred percent, especially when we're talking about um, you know things that things that stem from the behavior of an individual somewhere in the world or in the country or in the state, somebody's choice to decide whether or not they're going to be a reasonably good, you know, someone who's not going to go in, uh, someone who's going to be a reasonably good citizen, not take, you know, such an evil, out-of-control, atrocious act like what we've seen here over the past few days. So... um. But at the heart of this, I do think, and this is never, this is never in the national dialogue. It's always liberals want to make guns harder to get. Conservatives say, "Hey, you can't infringe upon our rights." Clearly, um, but but something that's rarely spoken about is why why are we? What are, what can we do? You know, I, I would say you know these things can't be viewed in a vacuum. And you have one worldview that is not just pro-choice on abortion, but there are some that are pro-abortion. There are people who are celebrating the death of of unborn children at some of these rallies. They're celebrating this. There are some women that go to the microphone. Some of them are popular uh, celebrity types. That aren't worthy of any bit of your attention, my attention. These people, not every one of them, but the people that do this stuff, uh, don't deserve any of our attention whatsoever. But they'll stand at the microphone and literally cheer and celebrate when they or someone else killed an unborn child, and that is—that's not just a difference of of some opinion right this we're we're going straight to the antithesis of truth we're going straight into what i would say is a viewpoint that comes straight from the pits of hell itself and and again th- those are the people that cheer and push this and th- and then you've got all the nonsense that we're being that our children are being taught by some teachers it's not all teachers by any stretch of the imagination there's many good teachers out there but some of these Radical, insane, immoral individuals who think it's their job to reprogram your child because they believe you've taught your child uh, something that they think should no longer be part of our culture, which whether it has to do with, gee whiz, I mean, sexual education of a five-year-old, six-year-old, gender identity conversations uh, I mean the the list goes on and on here, and there is within again. I I'm always clear to differentiate with the the godless radical left. The godless radical left, their their worldview, their worldview is in many cases. I'm not saying across the board, but in many cases, their worldview is absolutely evil, and at some point. At some point, if we are embracing a worldview, which I know you and I aren't, but if, if society is either allowing or pushing for a worldview that is wicked and evil, and then we see people I don't want to say they're, I'm not saying they're directly responsible for this, but I am saying if you're pushing a worldview that is not good, what you're doing is pushing people in a direction. Your worldview is carrying people in a direction that's pushing them away from truth, away from goodness, and the momentum is taking them away from from good, from right and moral behavior. And I think that this part of the conversation, how does where where's the heart and soul of america where where is where's the morality of America? where are you know, not not just people who stand out, up and say this person shouldn't have had a gun. What about, where's the outrage that says these individuals that carry out such heinous acts, um, why why are they so morally depraved? Where's that, con- and I know it happens in some places, but where is that part of the conversation? Because I think that's the one that may be um, the most relevant. It's also the one that they don't want to have the most. They don't want to talk about morality. I've gone through this. They don't want to talk about right and wrong. If there's right and wrong, then there's, well, logically, there is a moral lawgiver. Uh-oh, that's getting close. That sounds very close to God. And for the godless radical left, they, they don't want that. They, in their minds, believe that government is God or that they god. And so this doesn't jibe. This so we got to call this something else, right? And again, I don't have all the answers. Right? The the human heart is a uh, can be a very dark and and evil place. Um, when people especially have completely committed to the point of of doing something so evil and atrocious, whether it's shooting innocent people at a grocery store in Buffalo, shooting people worshipping in a church, in California, um, these things are atrocious, wicked, and evil. And I hope that we can talk about in this conversation not just access and all these other things, but the true motivation as to as to why. Right? At some point, if you ban all weapons, I've heard someone say this is this did not come for me. Someone hellbent on on killing another person is going to use their pointy elbows or some such thing, right? I mean, and I understand, right? I understand that there's a difference between someone having a a weapon that they can use to kill someone from distance versus um, something else. But the bottom line is that these, these decisions are made in the human heart, the heart of individuals who have decided to do wicked and atrocious things. And certainly, certainly here, I haven't mentioned the names of the individuals for multiple reasons, but that being... That being one of them. Um, I just want to talk about this stuff conceptually because I think it, I think it matters. I think it, I think it matters. You know, the Bible does say, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, which I think we could also extrapolate from that. From the overflow of the heart, the person acts as well. It's not just that we speak it. It actually becomes something that people, uh, that, we, that we act upon. In the case of these atrocious... Um, Decisions to to inflict harm and death with these shootings—that is certainly a valid part of this discussion. And it's not; it doesn't mean that there's never mental health. I don't mean to say that. I know there's counselors out there that may be fuming at me right now, but I will say this: I don't hear that part of the conversation talked about very much on the national scene. And I I contend that that's probably the biggest part—the moral individual choices which again we ultimately have no control over but if we are pushing this concept this ideology this worldview that says that you know basically life is is meaningless you know um, we don't value certain certain elements of human life be it you know a child in the in the womb um, and and some of these other clearly immoral things that are being taught and pushed upon people it it does raise the question what what direction does this sort of thinking, this sort of behavior, this sort of justification push people towards when you're when you're blocking the truth that this world was created by by God that our rights come from God and that um, that there certainly are consequences um, you know. Anyway, I'm long in this segment. Really long in this segment. Quick timeout. Next segment's going to be short. Forgive me on the front end. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we went through that this segment. So sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. It's that very short segment here as I was very long in the opening in the opening segment. Um but this again I think that these are conversations that certainly need to be had in our nation today. Um and when of course the Democrats this is and I want to be very careful here, how how I say this. I don't want to be misinterpreted but um they I mean, you know that there's going to be, you know, um, debate, and the narrative is going to, here in the days to come, uh, go back to our regular discussion on, on guns, and it'll uh, certainly be something that is discussed here as we head into this midterm campaign season. So. But again, I I just maintain that we need to discuss just some of the other th- parts of this equation that, that oftentimes are overlooked or that are um that are not put into the, the the debate, right? That are not inserted into the debate. And I do maintain and I I believe this firmly. Again, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> I want to be very, very clear on that. But I do believe that if a worldview is morally bankrupt, as radical leftism is, I I make no qualms about it, radical leftism is a morally bankrupt, morally depraved worldview. If that is what's being pumped into the hearts and minds of people, and I'm not blaming anyone directly for this, this these these shootings, but I am saying, I am saying, a morally bankrupt worldview that is pumped into the hearts and minds of people has consequences, and it has um, that. That's why, well, that's why I think conservatism combined with a personal belief in in Christ, Christian conservatism, is. Um, is something that, that's very complimentary because conservatism, that the ideology says, we have a limited government, people live their lives as they see fit, certainly believe people have absolutely the right to decide whether or not they, you know, um, worship God, believe in God, any of that stuff. Um, but I think that for those that do, those that do worship and believe in God, those who do use the Bible and the teachings of, of Christ as a basis for their morality. Um, th- these ideas become they kind of fit nicely together because or very nicely together, I would I would contend, because a society that has a bunch of free people, and that isn't micromanaging morality, on a on a governing sort of level, right? I mean, basically uh, the philosophy, conservative philosophy, at least for my my brand of conservatism, is that um, again, as I've said on here countless times, your right to swing your uh, your arm ends where someone else's nose begins. It doesn't start where their feelings are. It doesn't start where their you, your right to speak words do not end where someone's ears begin. It's the swinging of the arm. It's the it's the Protecting of life, liberty, property, pursuit of happiness. It's someone directly infringing upon that right versus just someone who has a different viewpoint. So in order for, in order for a system like ours to truly flourish, it requires people since, – since government is not going to dictate morality, legislate morality, micromanage our lives and tell us how we should behave and all this sort of things to the nth degree – Um, And I'm not arguing for that. What I am saying is that a faith that tells us to be transformed to uh, the the likeness of, of Christ, for example, works really well with that ideology because now you have people who are willingly undergoing tremendous moral changes, I guess, or spiritual changes so that they... Uh, become better people, and then better people, when they exercise their freedoms, at least in theory, and I think in general and practice, people who are um, practicing biblical teachings um, are going to be making decisions that are not infringing upon other people's life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Now, we all make mistakes and do stupid things. I don't mean... But in general, these things... These things complement one each, uh, each other quite quite well, in my estimation. So again, people, um, th- this is not a theocracy, nor did what I ever. Uh, I-, I think the idea of a theocracy, which is the government forcing religion, is it doesn't even work because that's not the way God created. It. We have to freely choose as a, as a believer. But again, the idea is that there is another part of this discussion that doesn't seem to come up a lot, and that is the morality of people, the evil of, of people in the heart. And what do we really do about that? Where does that come from? Is the worldview of the radical left not responsible? I don't. Again, I don't want to say everything because we had a lot of problems before the radical left came along and pushed their morally bankrupt ideology on us. But um, to act like there's no consequences for some of these extreme... Uh, extremely immoral or I I mean just ungodly crazy stuff to act like that has no consequence on anyone in society I think is definitely burying our heads in the sand quick time out my friends listening to conservative not better talk I'm your host Todd Huff back in just a minute And so I know we just went through some heavy <laughs> some heavy stuff there right as we start off this week, so I thought what better way what better way to sorry, I had to tell me something here, but what better way to just kind of I don't know get a little chuckle in here before the day um than to listen to. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. What? Well, I don't. Even, where was this? This was. Where is Kamala? She's standing up here, or she's sitting up here. She's at a microphone. She's reading this, which makes it even worse to me. Kamala is reading this statement. This statement that I I don't even begin to know how to articulate what she's even trying to. I mean. I guess I get the gist of it, but it is again remember, we were told, we were told when Trump was in office, you know, this guy's dangerous, he's stupid, he's, you know, just inept, he's embarrassing to the world. Let's let's elect the adults to come in and to set the you know, set things straight to get the United States of America respect that it needs around the globe again so Kamala takes to the microphone and comes up with this humdinger of a stat again I don't even know how you describe this but listen to this that is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us. And I know we will work on this together. Oh my goodness. How many times can you say that in a sentence? Work together. I know that we're going to work together and we're going to galvanize ourselves and we're going to work together on this incredibly difficult crisis that I hope we'll work together on. And as we work together on galvanizing ourselves and working alongside of one another together, I hope and look forward to just how much we're going to work together. What in the world? This folks, this is the this is the vice president of the United States. Spare me. Spare me the Trump embarrassed us with the co what was it? Kofifi tweet about coffee? Give me a break. I would take a Kofifi tweet about coffee. I, political ideology aside, by the way. This is if if people are embarrassed of Kofifi tweets. What what are they? Do they just not know this? Do they not care? And by the way, that's that's a big part of it. They they justify when they're when their side's running the show here, and of course, excusing them because they've run everything off the rails here, including. By the way, I don't know. I know we've got uh, you know people at a variety of stages in your lives listening to this program. We've got uh, some younger people. We've got some. Uh, some more seasoned folks and we got everybody in between. So I know some folks out here listening to my voice are um, have, have little ones, have babies. and you've almost certainly, from what I've read, ours children are 12, 10, and 8, so we're past the baby stage. but um, you're having trouble getting formula. You're having trouble getting baby formula. In fact, I saw that baby formula supply is down. I think I saw forty percent. Forty percent. It's becoming a very real problem, which of course begs the question on where we are with the you know, food supply in general. Giving some stuff that's that's happened. Um, I mean, we're things. India, for example has passed a law saying that they're not going to be exporting any wheat. And India is the second largest producer of wheat in the world. You've certainly seen, I'm sure, news headlines or whatever about uh, some food distribution centers that have burned down. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that's not looking good for the price of of food. And and even as we're seeing with the... um, infant formulas some uh we may have that problem with other we have we have already had a little bit of this with coming out of covid and certain things but anyway um point here is that the people that were supposed to come in and make everything better fix everything restore america's standing in the world again not only embarrass us embarrass people who pay attention They also are doing things that are directly harming the average American worker, the average American child, the average American citizen. I want to talk about this baby formula thing briefly in the time we have remaining when we get back from the break. Sit tight, my friends. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. So I want to talk, this is an article, this really quickly, we got to get to this, but fee.org is the website where I'm reading from this article. And we're talking about, really quickly, this baby formula shortage. And I just want to hit on some high points here, uh, because when Jen was still the press secretary, she's no longer the press secretary, but when she was, um, the press secretary, she said the government is doing all it can. Yeah, it's, it's working overtime. It's staying up, just working nonstop on solving this problem of getting baby formula back on the shelves. Working around the clock, she says, to address any possible shortage. Sounds, sounds right. It sounds great to people that don't really know what these words mean, but what are they going to do? Right? Are they going to go open up a baby food manufacturing plant? I mean, how? what does that even mean? When The truth is there are things within their purview with, that are uh, things that they could fix and deal with today that would make things easier. In fact, in this article, fee.org, uh, the, the author here points out that one of the most tightly regulated food products in the world today is baby food. Baby food. And so um, there are certain FDA regulations that determine what should be included and all, what can't, which at one level people say, well, Ty, we don't want our babies you know, being fed things that are harming them, which, of course, but the idea that the only people – do we really – let's ask this way. Do we really think that the the same people that gave us COVID advice are the ones that are out here um, having the answers on on baby food? People, by the way, are turning – I bumped the mic there, people are turning to the European markets to import food, baby formula, I should say, um, that sorts of things that aren't allowed here. People have been doing this for some time. Um, Hasn't been a a spike in babies being sick and all this sort of stuff, but parents have decided that's what they want to do. In fact, the, the government's trying to stop this. The black... Baby or black market baby formula, I think is how they refer to this crazy stuff, right? And this idea that the government gets to choose what you would feed your your child. I mean, it's one thing. Again, if you read the preamble to the Constitution, you'll see um, that the government is supposed to promote the general welfare, not provide it, not uh, ensure it, but to help people to make their own choices. But there's a shortage in large part because of the government's policies, because of the way things are are regulated, and of course, just because of the general destruction this Democrat Party has done to this free market. I've got to take a time out, my friends. Just simply out of time. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Go through all the other things. all the other things in my stack of stuff here today, including by the way, just hit the high points. Mayor of New York City literally on uh, camera saying that it's okay to abort a baby anytime up to the time the child is born. Got some comments from Pelosi about Supreme Court of the United States of America, which is insane of course. Uh, Democrats using Castro's slogan for outreach to Latinos. Anyway, got to go, folks, all the time we have. Thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.